Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Your voice sounds good. You're back to normal. Yep. Feeling good. Excellent. Looking good. Thank you very much. Let's head on over to the Disney Parks blog and see what they've got going on. Oh, they're talking about one of my favorite things, uh, the Flower and Garden Festival. And one of the best parts of the Flower and Garden Festival is uh, Orange Bird. That's right. Orange Bird, kind of the unofficial mascot of the Flower and Garden Festival. And kind of the, well, I guess he'd be the second mascot of Epcot because Figment is more associated with Epcot than Orange Bird. But Orange Bird gets a lot of love there. Uh, they do have a whole bunch of orange bird, orange bird themed items at the Flower and Garden Festival. So why don't we tell folks what they have? Well, they have one of the um, why can't I think of the name of the waffle? They liege have, waffle. They have a liege waffle that is that has an orange bird medallion on it and some orange sugar along the edges. They have an orange bird sipper. Hopefully, the orange bird liege waffle is better than the hey hey liege waffle. It's not. They're it just these prepackaged waffles. Um, yeah, they have the sipper. It looks like they have some uh, mouse ears. They have a plush. Uh, they have a um, lounge fly backpack. That's really cute. That's right. And over at the Citrus Blossom, which is located inside the Odyssey Pavilion, uh, they have a whole bunch of merchandise, including flower pots, sippers, coffee mugs, T-shirts, um, and photo ops. Ooh. So that's exciting. Uh, they also have an Orange Bird Spirit jersey and plush. And they have the new Orange Bird wooden gift card. Yeah. Those are the little gift cards that you wear on your wrist, uh, and you can recharge them for uh, use throughout the uh, festival. I think I'm going to need one of those. And last but not least, there are Orange Bird magic magic shots with Disney PhotoPass photographers. Very fun. So uh, the International Flower and Garden Festival started two days ago. Oh, boy. And it runs through May. Can't wait. The newest Disney Eats Foodie Guide features foods for St. Patrick's Day. That's right. St. Patrick's Day is coming up on March 17th. But beginning in March, you will find some uh, St. Patrick's Day related items around the Walt Disney World Resort, including the End of the Rainbow Creme Brulee at Amaretz Patisserie, the St. Patrick's Day Donut from the Craftsman Grill, Um, various resorts will have uh, items, the Beaches and Cream Soda Shop at the Beach Club will have the Mickey Shamrock Shake. The Grand Floridian will have an Irish Irish cream cheesecake. The Wilderness Lodge will have uh, the Nugget, which is vanilla bean mousse, stout cake, and salted caramel ganache centers. Uh, and then there, around the resort, there will be the Pot-O-Gold Mousse, which is an Irish stout cake, Irish cream mousse, and a candy rainbow. And the Lucky Clover Cupcake, which is plant-based, which is a golden vanilla buttercream swirl, uh, I'm sorry, it is comes with a vanilla buttercream swirl and shamrock sprinkles. What else do we have around the uh, resorts? Uh, there are some special items at um, in Disney Springs at City Works Eatery and Poorhouse. There's uh, shepherd's pie flatbread, a pastrami Reuben, an Irish mac and cheese. Uh, they have a lucky grasshopper Bailey's Irish cream uh liqueur it's a drink it's yeah no it's drink. called it's it's confusing because it's called the lucky grasshopper and it's made with irish cream liqueur gotcha. yeah all right over at deluxe burger they have a saint patrick's day shake the ganachery you can find your mickey chocolate pinata your saint patty's mickey chocolate pinata pinata um over at gr deli's uh soda fountain and chocolate shop they have the mint bliss hot fudge sundae you might enjoy that. That's All right. Mint. We have this next one I think we might need to stop at. Okay. Swirls on the water. Yes. 
Uh, they have a St. Patrick's Day cone. It's pistachio and chocolate soft serve swirled in a black vanilla cone with shamrock sprinkles and a chocolate Mickey garnish. I didn't realize that swirls on the water had like flavored yes. um, ice cream. Yes. Like more than just chocolate and vanilla. Right. All right. Well, we'll stop it there. But there are all sorts of items around both Disney World and Disneyland. And you can head over to the Disney Eats Guide and the Disney Parks blog to check them out. Awesome. That's all the news from the Disney Parks blogs. Let's head on over to Disneyland. All right. There are new PhotoPass photographer costumes. Uh, we call them uniforms. No, they're costumes. I know they're costumes. Um, they are new ventilated green and blue costumes. Uh, they are debuting in Disneyland. They've been testing the costumes for about a year, uh, which is when Walt Disney World updated their new environmentally friendly green costumes. Uh, these new vests in uh, California are white with a light blue chevron and a uh, panel across the front and back. They have green trim featuring the PhotoPass logo and word mark. The vests have large front pockets and zip up. They are nowhere near as cool as the old photographer's vests. Uh, the, new the new costumes have short sleeve and long sleeve versions. The shirts are made of a breathable material and have perforated underarms for ventilation. Lovely. Yeah, so uh, you have to get used to these new costumes. Like... Uh, I, I used to know what a PhotoPass photographer was wearing. Right. And now it takes some adjustment to get I used to like, seeing them. I feel like you've got it figured out now. Yeah. But they're usually the ones holding a camera. <laughs> usually. That's all the scintillating news from California, so let's head on over to Florida. Right. Yesterday, Josh Jamaro was at the Magic Kingdom in front of Tiana's Bayou Adventure doing some filming. That's right. Disney Experiences chairman Josh Jamaro was indeed at Magic Kingdom filming in front of Tiana's, Tiana's Bayou Adventure construction site. Uh, no word on what he was filming. Maybe it's an announcement. Maybe it's going to be an opening date, um, but he is filming there and Pretty soon we're going to be inundated with press releases left and right. I think so. During the Flower and Garden Festival, guests can search for Spike the Bee with Spike's Pollination Exploration Scavenger Hunt. That's right. The scavenger hunt returns again this year to Epcot. It is $9.99. You can purchase a map at a festival merchandise location and then look for Spike at various global gardens. When you find him, you place a sticker on the correct garden circle on the map. And when you're done, you return your completed map, and the cast member will give you a mini cornhole game. Uh, there are four different mini cornhole boards to choose from. The first one is a spike board, which features Spike the Bee and some sunflowers on front. Uh, the next one is the butterfly board, which features uh, butterflies and the Epcot logo. The next one is the cocoa board, which features flowers, musical notes, and a uh, skull, a Dia, Dia de los Muertos type skull. And the last one is an orange bird board, uh, which features orange bird, the state of Florida, and established 1971. So uh, pretty cool options for the pollination scavenger hunt. I mean, it is a very cool prize. Um, mm -hmm. You only get one board, though. Yeah. And I feel like when you play cornhole, aren't you supposed to have two boards? You are, but these are miniatures, so there's not as much walking involved. And you could probably get by on one board. Is that what happens? Yeah. So you don't want to do it twice so oh, no, that we I'd can get two boards? So we can have a full mm, I set. see. Why don't you tell everyone what else is back for this year's Flower and Garden Festival? Well, it's another scavenger hunt. This one is a food scavenger hunt. That's right. The Garden Grays has returned. Uh, for this one, you uh, collect stickers in your festival passport as you purchase specific dishes. If you get at least five of the dishes, you receive a complimentary tasty prize. Um, the items you have to choose from 
are potato pancakes with house-made applesauce, the avocado toast with marinated tomatoes and plant-based cheese crumbles, the grilled street corn, the Florida strawberry shortcake, the coconut tres leches, the uh, seasonal fruit parfait with chili sauce and mango dole whip. Oh my gosh, that sounds so the good. The plant-based buffalo chicken tender poutine on crispy potato barrels with plant-based ranch and blue cheese crumbles. Uh, the impossible farmhouse meatball with lentil bread, spinach, marinated vegetables, and creamy herb aioli. Uh, and if you get five of, out of those items, you receive your prize, which is a dole whip lime with Minute Maid lemonade and mango smoothie mix served in a festival glass. Oh, that's pretty uh, nice. And you yeah. get a packet of wildflower seeds. Mm. So the glass is a stemless wine glass. I like it. Yeah, it's very cute. This you is going to be hard. That. This is going to be hard for me. I don't know. I like this is the problem with the Flower and Garden Festival. I like it too much. Right. I want all the things. And you still want to go and check out the flowers. Yeah. While you're eating 90,000 things. That's true. We're there for 4 days. We can hit Epcot for 4 days, right? Okay. The limited time run of Soarin' Over California has ended, and Soarin' Around the World has returned. That's right. Soarin' Over California ended on February 28th, and we are just back to regular old Soarin' Around the World. I'm good with that now. A pathway that connects world nature to the Rose Walk is temporarily closed during the construction of Communicore Hall. Yeah, no word on how long it's going to be closed, uh, but this is the walkway that goes kind of... Uh, parallel to the Imagination Pavilion. So if you're at coming from the land, Imagination Pavilion, or the seas, um, it's kind of the path you would take to get out to uh, the countries. Mm, um, I love that path. And it's it's very tough because now you've got to go all the way back around through the center of the World Celebration neighborhood to head towards the countries. Yeah, that kind of so stinks. So it's a little bit of an extra walk. It's a lot of bit of an extra walk. It is. And that whole area has just been covered with construction walls, it seems like, for five years. And that whole rose garden area is so nice during the Flower and Garden Festival. Right. And that had been closed for four or five weeks for construction as well. Yeah. A new guide map for Hollywood Studios has been released, and there's just some minor updates. That's right. This is the guide map for 2024. They are available all around the park, and they do have some minor updates. And these updates are so minor, we probably shouldn't be listing them, but we do. <laughs> uh, the new map has a photo instead of concept art for the Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. It no longer lists that venue as new. Uh, the Muppet Vision, high, uh, Muppet Vision 3D highlight is larger. Um, they now lift minivan service by lift as a transportation option. Uh, so that is it. Uh, get your new guide map at Hollywood Studios. Awesome. They're getting those new DBC cabins at Fort Wilderness. Yes. And, you know, those old cabins, they were they were pretty cute. So what, what are they doing with them? That's right. You know, we know what I often ask myself? What? Self, what are they doing with those old cabins? And what's the answer? Well, apparently there is a group that is selling them on Facebook. I love it. Uh, Cheryl actually brought this to my attention the other day uh, with an advertisement uh, listing one of the cabins for sale for $49,900. Uh, it states that they can be delivered within 45 minutes of Orlando. It didn't say where these log cabins were coming from, but it said they were coming from a local theme park. Oh, jeez. Um, so pretty much that's uh, a dead giveaway. And uh, if you want to buy yourself a Fort Wilderness log cabin, 
Check out Kyle Brooks on Facebook Marketplace. If I lived anywhere like within the radius or close mm-hmm. and had, you know, space on my lot or right. an empty lot or something, I would totally get one of those. How great is that? Let's get to the super exciting entertainment news. Woohoo! Uh, Disney has provided their first look at Tron Ares, uh, which is the third film in the Tron series, which began production last month. Uh, actually, in January. I forgot we're releasing the show on March 1st. Um, but the first look featuring Jared Leto has been revealed, and it is an unknown character in a black suit with red lights. Uh, it might be Jared Leto as Ares, a program who is sent from the digital world into the real world on a dangerous mission, which marks humankind's first encounter with AI beings. Doesn't that sound like a page turner to you? No, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. So uh, that is out. I believe it was uh, Instagram. So uh, check that out. It's probably on the web. All right. Alrighty, that's all the Disney news. What's going on over at Universal? Your favorite uh, attraction, the Fast and Furious Supercharged, is closing temporarily in August. Oh my goodness. Uh, they are closing it. It is going to remain closed throughout the Halloween Horror Night season uh, because in previous years they have used the, their queue um, as a tent area for one of their haunted houses. So it would be... Um, it would be open during the day and then closed at night. So gotcha. what they're doing now is they're just closing it temporarily during the Halloween Horror Night 33 season. It could be the first step towards closing this attraction. Uh, they did close it in 2020 uh, due to a lack of crowds and popularity of the ride. Um, I don't think it's a fun ride, but what we've seen over the past few years is a number of attractions that have been closed temporarily uh, have turned into being closed permanently. Uh, and those include Fear Factor Live, A Day in the Park with Barney, and Poseidon's Fury. Yeah, I mean, if they're not popular enough that you can close them for a little while without complete uproar, right? then they're probably okay to close permanently. Right, and they've been doing a lot of stuff to try to save money around Universal. Uh, they're opening attractions later than the parks, so not everything opens all at the same time. Um, entertainment, like Streetmosphere, has been removed. And uh, they're even getting rid of 3D sections of rides and turning them into 2D uh, films. Weird. So uh, that just happened on the Kong ride. Uh, The Kong ride, which used to go outside, completely skips the outside part of the ride now and only goes inside. Uh, So they've been doing a lot of weird things, but uh, whatever they can do to save money, I guess, right? I guess. And yet, we talked two weeks ago about Central Florida having the like highest visitor numbers since 2017. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's always more money to be made. If you cut back a little bit, then, you know, you make that much more money. But that's that a terrible, true. it's a terrible way to look at things. Some new posters have been added to the construction walls in DreamWorks land. And you know what's funny about this story? What? They posted a picture of one of these signs. And it, you know, at Disney, everything is themed. They add these nice little construction signs. This just literally looks like a poster that someone nail gunned to a wall. I mean, maybe that, though, is like, that's the theming. Uh, I guess. Oh, but, but it's, it's all by itself. It's very sparse. <laughs> it's very small. It's like um, a huge construction wall. The construction wall is nice, though. It looks like like more like a fence. It does. But, like, you'd think that they would be sort of plastered on there, like, you know, a bunch of them near each other. It's just no, like, there's, there's, there's probably 20 feet of wall with, with one tiny what? poster. With one two-foot poster on it. So each section of the land has its own poster. So there's a poster for Shrek. There's a poster for uh, Poe, who is the uh, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Uh, And then there is uh, Puss in Boots and Shrek. 
Uh, there's some trolls. So they have a couple of posters, uh, but they're not that great. It's funny. Yesterday, Universal Orlando announced the opening window for DreamWorks Land at Universal Studios Florida, as well as confirmed the attractions and other offerings that are going to be in the new land. That's right. Speaking of the attractions, we know that DreamWorks Land is opening. We'll get to the opening date later. Um, but we have a troll section of the park. They're going to get the Trolls Troller Coaster, which is a family-friendly coaster. Uh, you get Poppy's Playground, which is a play area nestled under a 20-foot-tall mushroom. And there's a shaded play area full of colorful flowers and bugs, uh, as well as bouncing and climbing structures. Trolls Treats will be an area that you can get troll-inspired ice cream treats. And then the High Five Hideaway will be a retail location featuring plush and apparel from Sheck Trolls, Kung Fu Panda, Gabby's Dollhouse, and more. Over in the Kung Fu panda section of the land. You will get Poe Live, where you will visit Panda Village. Uh, you will get to meet and speak with Poe via a digital animated screen, and Poe will train viewers in the ways of Kung Fu, uh, all while babysitting his mischievous cousin, Baby Ling Ling, and cooking delicious snacks. Uh, you can also play in Kung uh, Poe's Kung Fu Training Camp, which will offer both wet and dry play areas. Uh, guests can help the pandas wash and dry their laundry with water cannons, dump buckets, giant fans, and more. Uh, there will also be, let's see, uh, interactive elements in the area, including a gong, giggling baby pandas, and an oversized merry-go-round noodle bowl uh, from Mr. Ping's Noodle Shop. Over at Shrek, uh, you get Shrek's Swamp Meat, which will work, uh, you will get a meet and greet with Shrek, Princess Fiona, and Donkey outside of Shrek's iconic home. They will also have a playground titled Shrek's Swamp for Little Ogres, where guests can climb, slide, and splash through Shrek's home. You will also be able to check out the Mama Luna Feline Fiesta, which is a retirement home for cats from Pushing Boots 2. <laughs> they have interactive screens activated by buttons, bells, maracas, and levers, which will bring Mama Luna's cats out to play, and possibly even Puss in Boots himself. All right. Uh, King Harold's Swamp Symphony will allow guests to create their own melodies via a choir of frogs by stomping on interactive lily pads. And at the Swamp Snacks kiosk, guests can enjoy dishes inspired by Shrek, including the Shrexel, the Faraway Waffle, the Frozen Ogre, and more. And this new land is expected to open this summer. Wow, that's soon. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Shrek, I had yes. a, a disagreement with people at work today trying yes. to figure out when exactly the Shrek movie came out. Okay. Because I guess an anniversary is coming up. Okay. Other people were saying 20 years. I said, I don't think it can be 1998. 20. I'm gonna, no, 1999. 2001. Really? Okay. So I guess it's coming up on 25 years. Okay. It's yeah. still two years away. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's supposed to be some big celebration for the... I like a Shrek fest or something. I don't know. Cam Camden said there was an anniversary coming up and argued that it was 20 years because she said she was born when it came out, but she was well, not. She was wrong. She was wrong. And maybe she's celebrating the 20th. There's a big 23rd anniversary celebration <laughs> maybe, coming up. Maybe, maybe. But um, anyway, I can't believe it's just, I it can't believe it's been that long that that movie's been out. I know. It's crazy. It is. I can't believe we've been together since 1996. I know. It seems so like long. it's been 100 years. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show for today. We will be back on Monday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Beep, beep.